Two All right, so the Gemara, so Rav Kook, Rav Kook is, is quoting the Gemara mm-hmm. that speaks about Hanukkah on Kafal and Daf Kafal of Amid Beis, and it says, "Ner Hanukkah mitzvah la nichal lepetach beito mi bachutz." Mitzvah Hanukkah, it's the mitzvah, the ideal way to do it is to put the candle outside the entranceway. But if it's it's time of danger. You can leave it on the table in your house, right? But the ideal is to put the candle outside, um, outside the door, in the public domain. And Rav Kook says like this: "Shichuro shel ruach Yisrael hamiyuchad betaharato apnimit meakat haruach hayevani hamitader beyifyafuto hachitzona shetachte ashochenet kiur vetuma." So the freeing of the spirit, the Jewish spirit, which is beautiful in its in its internal beauty, unlike the Greek external beauty, which is so ugly on the inside. Hashichur shezachinu lo al yedei aitorerut akdusha shel atchiat haruach haleumi al yedei giborei kanaut akdoshim achashmonei makoanim akdoshim heniach etchotamu al maalach adorot lekol azmanim. So this free freedom. Of external beauty, right? Yavan comes from Yefet. Yaft Elohim la Yefet. Yavan comes from Yefet. Yavan is one of Yefet's children. Oh, okay. As in uh, Noach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yaft Elohim la Yefet. Right? What is Yefet called Yefet? Because he's beautiful. Okay. Right? Beautiful. Shame is meaning, right? Yefet is beauty. And Cham is stuffy. Stuffy. Okay? Sometimes you're in a room and you say, it's so hot in here. It's not hot, it's stuffy. Right? You can be in places where the temperature doesn't really matter, but it's, it's everything's stuffy. It feels like very like, uh, it's just, everything's like so. Overwhelming. Yeah, no, overwhelming, but like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Cham's life is very much overwhelming, right? Cham is Knan, Mitzrayim, um, and, and, and Yefet is all about beauty and aesthetics, and we should do gymnasiums and naked and show our body and make sculptures of how beautiful our body is. We're on the inside, you know, and we all know uh, the stories about uh, Aristotle and 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 uh, and, and his and his uh, um, um, bad bad traits. Um, and he can write a whole book on ethics, but then he doesn't have to follow it um, because it's all about the external beauty and not about the internal. And the Jewish idea is about uh, being beautiful on the inside. And you know, sometimes things aren't going to be so ecstatic. And you know, we, I love all the, you know, have you ever seen like the drawings that they have like in Machon Mikdash about the temple? And it's like, all these pictures are so aesthetic and it's so like beautiful and glamorous. Like, what are you talking about? You read the Gemara? Like their ankles were, 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 were filled with blood, right? Like there's, there was blood up there. They were walking in puddles and puddles of blood from like the shechting, right? There was blood all over their clothes, splattered all over their clothes, right? And they have to like, they have to like bleach it out with flour, which makes it like complicated on Pesach because like, because like everything's, right? They're, right, for sure. And like these pictures of like Machona Mikdash, like you like, everything is like so aesthetic. It's, it's not, it wasn't aesthetic. It wasn't. And you know, and you might, you know, when we meet our, our, our past selves, and you know, it might not, you know, Abraham might not be as aesthetic as we want him to be in all these, pictures and all these like you know imaginations that we have of like everything being so beautiful but there's an internal beauty and and this war that uh this 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 freedom of this of this external beauty um is something that is it it prevails prevails and i i I know i have this problem every year i need my my menorah to be so aesthetic 
right? And then yesterday, Nava said to me, she's like, oh no, one of the candles is burning quicker and he's already lower. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so right. But like, I'm trying to like fight this urge. And I'm like, yeah, I was just going to have to like, Nerod Halalu Kodeshem. I can't, I can't start fiddling with them. I can't add more oil. I can't reduce the wick. I just have to like, let them be and allow them to be themselves, right? Ha-neiru talal kodeshem, the neir is the, is the children, right? Neir Hashem nishmat adam chofes kol chadri batin. There's a lot of in spirituality about the candles being neir lekol echad vechad, right? This is the only place where we have a neir lekol echad vechad. There's, we don't have matzah lekol echad vechad. We don't have a lulav and etrog lekol echad vechad. We have neir lekol echad vechad. Individuality and the beauty of each candle. No, right, according to Sephardim, you also don't have individual children. They're all like daddy's workers, right? They're all like, but I'm just kidding. I, I'm, but, but, uh, or I could say better. Sephardim already know that, so only the Ashkenazim need, need to show, need show to it, right? But, um, sure. but, but I, 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 I always have this, like, this problem, like I, I need my menorah to be aesthetic and for everything to like, so, be so glamorous, and you know, and it's not like that. It's not like that, you know, like one candle is like just like burning much quicker and it's already like melting and it's already out and I'm like, we can relight it and, and you know, on Monday when we had, uh, when I tried for like the, the life of me to light the menorah outside my house and it kept going out and kept going out and like everybody's like enjoying the party and I'm just trying to kind of relight it and like let this light a little bit, you know, like, um, and, 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 it's, and but there's, there's something beautiful um, that it's chen, it's chen, right? And this is the hadar, this is the hadar, right? Yosef is bechor shoro hadar lo. The Hadar is the internal beauty. And this is the only holiday where we have this concept of Mehadrin Min HaMehadrin. Right? The Hadar of the Hadar. The Mosif Olech, the Hadar. The internal beauty of the flame. Of the flame. Being a flame. Being a flame. So, this battle between the internal beauty and the external beauty that takes place between the Judeans and the, and the Greeks um, and the Hellenized Jews who are uh, trying to make it aesthetic. Let's just make it aesthetic. What's the problem? You know, we can take Judaism, keep our Jewish values, but make it aesthetic. Make it aesthetic. You know, it's, it's better to, to to sacrifice a pig, less blood all over the place. You know, uh, less uh, less less problematic, easier to clean up. Yeah, more burns, burns more. There's no, uh, uh, you know, the bones aren't as big as a cow or you know. So, uh, you know? so if Cook says like this, Hayt nagshut shel ruach yavan im ruach Yisrael zeu. This battle is, is endless. I remember um, one of my rabbis was saying, you know, about Greek being so aesthetic. He said, look at, the, look at Yavan. It's three letters that are just a line. So aesthetic, perfect. Yud, Vav, Nun. Like beautifully ecstatic, like half. God, it's like it's like each one. It's beautiful. It's like, it's like so, and then you have like Yisra. It's like so, like all you have. You have the the, the Lamed going all crazy up there. You have the Reish like going over there. The Shin. It, it's like it's not, it's not aesthetic. It's not. It's not. And Yavan, it's like perfect symmetric measure. Like the Yud is exactly half a Vav. The Vav is exactly half a Nun Sofit. It's like, and this battle of 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 of, and not to think that there's not a value in Zekeli Van Veyu, which is a huge difference. Between Zekeliv and Vehu, and Vehu, and the aesthetics that the Greek was right? And I'm not telling you that there's a mitzvah for everything to be half half an avoda. What does right? Yavan mean? Yavan, Chazal um, um, understand it to be it's, it's, it, that it's um, um, from the word from the. Let me gather my thoughts. Um, from the word Yoven, Yoven means um, uh, uh, I think. I think Chazal say that it's like a, uh, what's the word for it? Bro, did, did the Greeks themselves call themselves that? Like in, like in, in like Hebrew? Like oh, did we give it to them? Or like did they? 
I mean, Yavan is the name that uh, that Yefet gives his child, no, right? No, is, there, is there anything? Is there anything? What, the Greeks call them them Yovoni. Yavonis? What do the Greeks call themselves? I'm saying. Um, I, I, mean, I think. Do we, do we get that word from them? Do we get it? Do we, no. Do we attribute no. it from the Torah onto them? Is that meaning that's what I'm saying? What no. The, the, the name Yavan, that was the geographic name for these people. They were descendants of Yavan. And so we interpret the Torah as, as Yavan is, is, these are, is that area. Yeah, but also these descendants, these people. Also people, yeah. Right? And, 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 and their characteristics of aesthetics. Uh, yeah, but, um, they have, but they have right. some other name for themselves. Well. They call themselves Greece. But I'm saying I don't know if they call themselves in Greek. I don't know how it's pronounced. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. If it's, if I don't it know. sounds like I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Right? Um, 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 all right. So it says, Omnam koach ha-chayim ha-gadol ha-tamun ba-or ha-tsanu ha-shebanei It says, even though, the, 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 he says, the Omnam, right? Um, um, like, behold, the beauty of life is really in this little tiny candle, in this little tiny flame. Humavtiach lan, with bitchono, shel anitzachon l'tzach Yisrael. This little tiny flame is... Reminding us and promising us of the beauty, right, of the of the future of Am Yisrael. Yehemu, yichremu hamayim acharim shel yemei hachulin hasoarim harotzim livlot kol kodesh yishatfu beizuz reasham mimalchut veamim aval chosen Yisrael laad lo imad. Right, he says there are a lot of things. Fire can easily be, uh, you know, a, a newspaper will make a great fire. Right, but then in a moment it's gone. A candle is like slow and steady. It's standing there. It's 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 there, right? And therefore, there are a lot of empires that came in a big sound and made a big uh, uh, um, 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 splash when they came and they left, right? And uh, only as Tolstoy writes, um, and only the Jews <laughs> saw them all come and saw them all go, and uh, and has always been there, and oh, and, and never 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 made it never made too much of a noise. But it's always present, right? Almost in every history book, almost in every, every history um, 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 class, you can ask, okay, so where were the Jews during this? And they're always going to be somewhere in the conversation. Right? It's always going to be, you know, except for, that's why we don't have any history of Asia, right? because there are not really many Jews there, so they can't, can't have history if there's no Jews. I'm just kidding. Um, but the idea is, is that uh, <clears throat> this little tiny candle, this little tiny candle, and remember Chazal saying, put the candle outside. Do you think the they have like these beautiful glass, you know, uh, aquariums like we have today, you know? Probably. probably Hulkily questionable also because you have to open the door or whatever. Right? I don't think it's, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody thinks it's a machlokis, but, you know, um, 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 we're getting here. Uh, uh, the Greeks were very focused on looks, sports, exercise, and fashion. We eat donuts to make sure that we don't look like that, right? So somebody, somebody said to me, he goes, he said, donuts are not like antibiotics. You don't have to take two a day for eight days. Um, How do you have? You probably the same with antibiotics. Um, but at the end of the day, the 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 story of Hanukkah, right? Uh, this one little candle that was standing outside the door and is probably you know flickering to stay to stay to to, to stay alive in the wind. Um, th- that's our story. That's our story, right? That's our story. A big darkness is coming. It's very interesting, you know, because we have to understand one of the big problems we have when we learn Torah, not in Hebrew, is we miss probably 90% of the depth. Or I would say, if I want to be um, very accurate, we're, we're, we're missing 69 facets out of the 70. Because any translation is interpretation, right? It doesn't say there was night and then there was day. One day in Genesis. 
It says Vayihi Erev, Vayihi Boker. What's Erev? No. Dawn? No. What is Erev? The opposite. What's an Erev? Oh, oh bring together. Ah, what's Le'arbev? Le'arbev is to mix, to mix right? Yeah. At night, at Erev, what happens? There's, everything's mixed together. There's chaos. There's chaos. What's Boker? What's when I say Levaker? That's Bikoret Bona. Right? To visit, right, is the same word as Bikoret, which is, which is constructive criticism, right? I want to point something out to you that I think you're not seeing. When I come to visit you, I want to point out that you are important to me. That's why I came to visit you. I'm pointing something out. Boker is clarification, where Erev is chaos, right? So when the King James translates, there was evening and there was morning one day, and Chazal say, of course you can't understand there was meaning and there was, there was evening and there was morning. There were no sun and moon yet. So there was chaos and there was order. Right? Why is morning more orderly than night? Because what does that Boker mean? Right, no, I understand, I understand that. Why, why do we call Boker Boker? Yeah. Because when the sun comes up, I could see that that is not a monster in my closet. I see that it's a basketball on top of a bag, on top of a bunch of shoes, so the chaos pot. Is like, oh, it's getting dark, so I can like, kind of see, but like everything But everything, jumbled, what's an Eruv? What's an Eruv? Really right, I'm taking all the, all the, all the Rishus HaYachids, and I'm merging them all together, I'm mixing them all together into one so big all idea. little bits of light, all right? the little bits of darkness, right? I'm putting them all together. Right? So we call Eruv, Eruv, because everything starts getting... Mix together, merge together. Chaos, but it's not clarity, it's just well, first of all, there's no nowhere does it say Lila. Um, he says he says right? And God says, oh, let's give names to chaos. Chaos is going to be called Lila. Why is chaos called Lila? What does the Ramban say? So from the word from the Satan's wife. What's the Satan's wife's name? Right, that's her name. That's her name. Lilith. Right. Let's not say it, but yes. Why? Right. Can't say that word. We don't say her name or his name because names are meaning and purpose. Whatever. We're gonna no, not get to that. Not to go. Okay. But but right. So she is chaos. She is the entity of chaos. She her job is to make sure the world is chaotic, keeps the world you know spinning into chaos, so order can then come and you know work within chaos, take the chaotic and turn it into order. That's what Erev Booker is. But the idea is is that this Yavan, their choshech, their choshech, their chaos. They're going to want to take whatever is whatever is is is, is standing and important and, under, and understood and kind of like put a spin on it. So, Rav Cook says, So. One of the interesting things is that if you cover a candle, the candle's going to go out. The candle needs oxygen. The candle needs ruach. Right? A chaotic ruach will turn the, the, the candle off. But no ruach at all will also turn the candle off. So the chaotic ruach of Yavan is trying to blow out our candle. Yet, it's the exact ruach of Am Yisrael. The nefesh, the ruach, the ruchnius, right? The halal with a tune and a song that is giving life to that flame. And dancing. Right? And the candle is always dancing, right? That's what the, the Magad Mezrit taught us. That a Jew, like a candle, is always dancing and when, when, when does the candle stop dancing? When it's about to go out. Right? When it's about to go out, that's when the candle stops flickering. We're always alive. We're always moving. Our life is in motion. You can't not be in motion. What Rabbi Nachman taught us, right? If you're not constantly going forward, you're going. consequently going backwards because life is constant in motion. Right? What does what avar mean? Right? right. What, what, sorry, what does what what um, um, kadima mean? Kadima means? Go forward. 
what's behind you, right? Right? The 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 kedem achor, the kedem right? Kadmano shelolam, right? Kodem, what's kodem? Before, before, right? So kadima, exactly. Because where are we going forward to? Oh, we're going forward from the backward. From no, we're going, <laughs> we're going forward to. What was already created? It's already there. That that is the most. That's the most primordial thing. It was already created. This painting was already painted, right? So we're going kadima, which is really what happened mikodem, because the future is moving as we are moving. That's a different topic for some more kabbalistic time. Yeah. Right? What is the Jewish flag that we have to find the deeper meaning of everything? That's it. That's it. Right? So deeper meaning doesn't mean that on the deeper that inside this table are atoms and inside the atoms are are, are, are protons and and, and 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 neutrons. It's meaning. Right? You're just telling me. You're just defining to me a a, a table on a more uh, quantum level. I want to know the meaning of shulchan. Right? Don't tell me what it is on a more minute level. I want to know what it is in the depth of it. Right? So it says like this. Ideally, where do we want to put the Jewish candle out? Where do we want to put the message that we have to find a deeper meaning? Ideally, we want to put it outside, in the world, in the realm of the public domain. But when it's crazy winds outside, where are we going to put it? Inside, on our table, for ourselves to remember, right? For ourselves to remember. So uh, two years ago, Hanukkah was Christmas, or your, your, your freshman year. Hanukkah was, was semester break. It was Christmas, and uh, and uh, I don't know next year. Bezrat Hashem, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not going to know what Christmas is by then. But we were, we were, we were, we were. I remember it was it was snowing like crazy, and we were sitting in our in our house. And Nava, who was two, looked outside, and the whole street was lights. Right, and Christmas things. Everybody's roof, everybody's gutters, everybody's trees, and everything was outside. It was so lit, and we had this like little tiny candle. And Nava said to me, she goes. Everybody has so many lights. We only have one. And I said to her, yeah. And it was snowing and it was like a storm outside and all of a sudden, <sighs> lights went out. Blackout. And then I said, everyone has no lights. And we have all the lights. Wow. And I said, you know, bonus shalom, you know, thanks because, you know, I couldn't have said it better. Right? But like, <laughs> at the end of the day, everybody had external superficial beauty and we had one little flame. And our, actually, we had a neighbor who lived two blocks away that was um, Jewish, right? And uh, they walked by our house and they saw the little candles and they knocked on the door and they brought us a Hanukkah gift and they said, so beautiful. We've, we've been living in College Park for like 80 years. We like, like, it was so beautiful to see like candles out. We, we walked by. It was like snowing. It was like cold. And we saw your little candles and like really warmed our hearts. And it was like beautiful. That's right? like a beautiful like, idea of like, what is the message that we're trying to say. But Rav Cook says there are times where you, should light, where you need to light the candle inside. Inside. Right? Because the wind is crazy. The wind is crazy. Right? Yeah. 
So there are times where you are gonna light the candle. The entrance to your house, outside. Right? Tell the world. Can you find a deeper meaning? Right? We say a lot of times in English. Uh, well, after seeing that in a new light, dot dot dot. Right? Because when I see in a new light, all of a sudden I can see a, a better, deeper meaning of it. So I was reading something mind-blowing in the Maral. I'll share it with you. Hanukkah's eight days. And everybody asks the question, I don't get it. With the first day, is not a miracle, right? First day, is not a miracle. There's a, a hundred answers. There's an endless amount of yeah, books. There, there are a lot of people who ask the question. Right. Uh, everybody asks the question. Everybody and asks the question. Yeah. There's a book with over a hundred answers to that just specific question. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But the Maral said something beautiful. He said, the whole, you see, light was the first thing that was created. And everything was created from light. Everything that exists in this universe started from a burst of energy that evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved. Right? Till what? Till when do, when, when do we, we get out of a of sapien stage to become homo sapiens? What's the difference? What's the, 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 the stage that ends? Anybody know? Fire. 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 Right? From light to light. Right? What does Adam Rishon get? Motzi Shabbos? According to Chazal? Fire. Fire. That's why we light. Avdala. Oh, a candle. Right? So we have seven days of light evolving until we light our own light, which is exactly what happened on Hanukkah. We light our own light, and then from that evolved seven days of light. The world was created on Kaf Hey Elul and evolved for seven days of light, and we light our Hanukkah candle on Kaf Hey Kislev, and then it evolves for seven days of light. Beautiful idea, not to, not to get into the depth now, because but if it's telling us that the goal of, uh, of, of, of what we're trying to do is we're not telling the world that there's, there's no wisdom out there, there's no, there's no beauty out there, but what's the inner beauty, right? And I remember all my friends in the army used to always say, the religious girls are the most beautiful. They're the most beautiful. They're always like, oh, I want to marry like a settler. They're all so beautiful. They're all so beautiful. And, 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 and why are they so beautiful? Because they're tzanua. Because, because there's internal beauty that is being revealed when you cover the external beauty. Right? And after you're able to see the internal beauty, then you can experience the external beauty. But not before you lose, not, not, not instead of, not instead of. Right? I know every, every single parent thinks their kids are the, are the cutest and most beautiful kids in the world. Right? I happen to have those actually be that one objective parent that has the most beautiful kids in the world. But every parent, no. I'm, ta- I'm, saying, I'm saying this not from a guy of a place at all, from like a factual. Every parent thinks their kids are the cutest. Some pa- one parent has to be right, right? Somebody, I happen to be that parent, not m- for my merits at all, you all know. Or not my merits at all, but um, I happen to have the cutest kids. But every parent thinks their kids are the cutest. Why? Because they, they see their internal beauty, right? They see their internal beauty, their first, first exposed internal beauty. Like people are like, oh my God, your kid's so cute. When a kid comes, when a kid's like one week old, Kid looks like a like 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 chicken that's been just boiled in water. Like literally, yeah, like they're, they're, they're disgust. Like they're not not that yeah. cute at all. But yet you look, you're holding this baby. You're like it's a miracle. Huh? And the, the two times that I've actually experienced God, you know, putting his hand over my shoulder and be like, cool, right? Was, was that was those two times, right? I literally felt a hand over my shoulder and be like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, this is epic. Right? All the other times, okay, I kind of saw God in different ways and kind of heard him, you know, through Morgan Freeman, etc. But, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, um, the, the ideal, the ideal reality is that we're always telling the world, okay, but what's the inner? 
idea, right? So the world has finally figured out, like we've been saying for thousands of years, that there was that there was, the world has been created and that and that there's an origin. And they're still stuck in their narrative, in their in their Greek narrative of, okay, uh, it's just random, and let's just find the beauty of it. And like I, I, I see hear these test talks about you know about uh, um, um, you know the cosmos and, and anthropology and, and they're all talking about how beautifully everything evolved and how everything is just in this perfect space and we're in this time of history that in 60 million years you won't be able to see any stars or any galaxies and we're all in this most beautiful thing and it was all condensed and so beautiful. But what's the meaning? I'm waiting for that one TED talk is going to say, you know, what's the meaning? What's the meaning? What's the beauty? What's the beauty? But in times where it's chaotic, you light inside. There's a time where we're here to influence the world. And when the world doesn't want to listen, you know what our job is? To go deeper. To influence ourselves. Why, why, why light it on? Why, why, why Cook is, is, is saying, why light it on your table? It says, on your table. Oh, windowsill. <laughs> Floor. Why table? Ah, oh, why table? It's exactly. That, the same table that is, that is where you have the Shabbos, Shabbos meals, where you have the meals, where you have, where you're actually engrossed in, in the depth of, 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 of your Jewish identity. When you can influence others, influence others. When they're deaf ears, then you just gotta, you gotta, Send your roots deeper, right? When there's a time in the summer for the tree, in the, in, the, in, the, in the spring, for the tree to blossom. And then there's a time for it to not blossom and just dig deeper, right? What does the tree do during the winter? It just digs deeper. There are times to do that and there are times to do that. Right? If Cook says, Ubener hazeh ruchani, Mikhvodokvodaemetvatedekvasovkosofyavorechokimviakiru,kinachalatolamim,latevelkula. It says at the end of the day, everybody's going to come to our table to eat from our, from our food. All my enemies, at the end of the day, they're going to realize that, you know what? There is a blackout. And all our candles, and all, all, all our light fixtures, and all our, all our Christmas trees, and all our chandeliers, they're all out. And only those people who invested in candles. Right? My Rebbe so we say, why are we called the people of the book? Because in 100 years, we're the only people who are going to still have books because of Shabbos. Everybody else is already going to be digital. There's going to be no more books anymore. You're not going to go to the library. There's going to be no books there. There's going to be computers. That's it. And you're no books. The only people who are going to have, need a hard copy are people who keep Shabbos. That's why the people of the book. We're, in 100 years, nobody in the world is going to have books except for Jews. Except for Jews, we're going to be printing books. Maybe your printer ink will finally be cheap then. <laughs> or expensive or because yeah. it's going to be less... Uh, right? No, it's artificially inflated. It doesn't cost nearly as much to make. Whatever, separate issue. But sorry. That doesn't mean that artificially it's not going to inflate itself because everybody's going to be, you know, like. But 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 but, but the bottom bottom line is that Rav Cook is saying, you know, at the end of the day, 
we're going to bring our, we, it, 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 yeah, it's not ideal right now that we have to bring our candle in and light it in our house. But what's going to boil down to it, everybody's going to come because we're going to be the only house on the street that has light. Right? That's it. I, I, I literally went on Amazon and I wrote candles and two things came up. Scented candles and yurtside candles. How's it? They know your history. What? They know your history. They know my history. Or those are the only candles that's left in the world. Right? Who needs candles unless it's for scented candles? Right? Which is to bring out the beauty. Or yurtside candles, which is... But everybody else, everything's already digital. I, I, I'm like scrolling down. It's like digital candles, digital candles, digital candles. It's like all these candles that are like, uh, they're, they're, they, they look like a candle, but they're, they're electronic on the top. They're electronic on the top. And I'm like, I just don't, I, you know. Who, who, who's left with candles? You're taking candles. Right? right? So Rav Kook is saying, So he says like this. And where is it all going to come from? From the fact that when at a time, in a time, in a time of, of crazy winds, in a time of fear, the Jew continued lighting his candles at his table in his house, right? And what happened when the whole world was doing horrible things, right? And somebody can look at the look at the history of, of the Holocaust and think of all the horrible things that happened in the Holocaust, or you could hear these stories about how a Jew still ate matzah, and how when there was a tiny little piece of bread, one Jew shared it with a sick, and there was a little tiny water. And another Jew made sure that he could have a tiny bit for Natila Sedaim because he didn't want to forget that that's how we, what we do before we eat bread. And you hear all these stories and it's your choice how to perceive these things. But in a time of crazy, crazy, crazy Sakana, there's a famous story. It's a good time to, say, to share it. The Kleisenberger Rebbe. The Kleisenberger Rebbe. Kleisenberger. Where is Kleisenberger? Kleisenberg is, uh, is, is, is from the lineage, it's from the lineage of, uh, of, uh, of Tzans. And, uh, and the Kleisenberger um, was, was, uh, was in the Holocaust in, 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 in Birkenau. And now it's Birkenau. And he said to the Hevra, he said, I want to let you know that tomorrow I'm going to light a Hanukkah candle. It's Hanukkah. So at 2 a.m., behind the bunk, I'm lighting a Hanukkah candle. And, um, and at, at 2 in the morning, about 30 people huddled in the snow, in the freezing cold. And the Kleisenberger lit this little candle. He said, he said, Alanis, he said, right? And he said, And one of the Yidin said to him right after, he said, Rebbe, how could we say here in Birkenau, in Auschwitz, in the Holocaust? How could we ever thank God for this moment right now? And he said, You should know that all of yesterday, I was asking myself that question. But when at two in the morning in Auschwitz, Birkenau, 30 Jews came out of the freezing cold to light Hanukkah candles, there's no other time in history that I would want to live than right now. Right now. Right? 30 Jews are willing to risk their life in the freezing cold at 2 in the morning to, to light, to experience Hanukkah candles. Mind-blowing how, how even the greatest winds can't put out this candle. Right? There's another story about a candle that was lit on Hanukkah and the Nazis said, put, put it out and no Jew in the whole camp was willing to put it out. And one Jew said, we add light, we don't retract light. And he was killed on the spot. And that was his last sentence in the world. And that's what he's remembered for. Everything boils down to that moment where he said, we add light, we don't retract light. 
Nobody, nobody in the whole camp is willing to put out that candle. And the Nazis didn't put out either. They didn't put out either. The candle lit. Lit. Rav Kook says, Umatal chermon yored al arayt siyon yitzavay Hashem et abracha l'Yisrael v'adam. Kamur v'arekot ilachem bracha ad v'lidai. V'od yishu banim kulam yachad. Ashir mikarev lev nefesh. Zechel ki mikol amali. Am Yisrael chai. V'chaya yichye ad v'lidai. And it should be merit that quickly the winds will quiet down. And we'll return to lighting Hanukkah candles outside. And all of the people of the land will see that our candle hasn't been put out in 2,000 years. Our candle hasn't been put out. Not us, not our candle, not our nation, and not God's inheritance. And it's beautiful to see that Rav Cook wrote this 120 years ago, but people are lighting outside. People are lighting outside in the thousands, in the millions. And, uh, and, and, and the statement of this candle being lit for 2,000 years and, and the candles being lit, you know, in, 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 in Sobibor, in, in Sibir, in Leningrad, in, 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 the, in the craziest places where you would think a Jew would ever light a candle. I, I lit Hanukkah candles on the border of Gaza before I went in. 2008, literally on the border. Right? And to think, think where where candles, Hanukkah candles have been lit, where the Torah, where the light of Hashem has gotten to. Beautiful. If Cook says this is it, our, our our message to the world. Sometimes we light it outside, sometimes we light it inside. But as we can tell now, you know, even if those light it inside, we light it on the on the not on the on our, on our table, on our windowsill. Not outside because of the weather, but inside, on the windowsill, facing out. Letting everybody know that this house, this house, we light Hanukkah candles. Right? We're not ashamed, not ashamed to tell the whole world that we're lighting Hanukkah candles in this house. And, uh, that light will prevail. Hanukkah Sameach.